Welcome to Tell Us About It, Victim Research Convos, a podcast from the Center for Victim Research with support from the Office for Victims of Crime. On each episode of Tell Us About It, we talk to researchers and practitioners about their work, the tools being built for use in the field, and how we can work together to build an evidence base for crime victim services. On today's episode, I talk with Dr. Judy Postmas, chair of the NIJ-funded Violence Against Women Consortium. Judy is the founder and director of the Center on Violence Against Women and Children at the Rutgers University School of Social Work. Judy's joined by Katie Butner, the consortium's dissemination coordinator. Judy and Katie, welcome. Thank you, Susan. To get us started, can you tell us a bit about the Violence Against Women Consortium, its vision, and its partners? Sure. would love to tell you about the consortium. We are a group of uh, faculty from around the country that represent academia, uh, nonprofit think tanks, as well as service providers who come together to identify what are the gaps in the research and then to identify what are some of the research needs and to actually implement some projects to address some of those gaps. Um, We're focused primarily on the four main areas of domestic violence, sexual assault, teen dating violence, and stalking. Um, And so we we meet um, face-to-face once a year, and in between we meet um, monthly using technology. Great. And so what kind of activities are you doing to live out the vision and goals of the consortium? So some of what we've done is to develop working groups where we brought identify what the areas of or the gaps are in the research and brought these researchers together to identify what do we know, what do we not know, and what needs to be done. So we have these working groups who then identify what needs to be done and develop projects that are then proposed to the consortium, which provides some moderate level of funding to help those projects get off the ground. And so, for example, we have five different projects. One is looking at testing the campus sexual violence survey instrument that was created by BJS. Um, And we know that it was validated um, on campuses, but we don't know how it would work on a campus that was a historically black college and university. It's one of the HBCUs. And so one of those projects in conjunction, in partnership with NIJ and CDC, that they're working on testing the instrument with that population. Um, We have another project where we're looking at um, coordinated community responses and what do we know, what do we not know. We're doing a comprehensive literature review, synthesizing the information, and then we'll be asking key stakeholders from the various communities around the country about what do they know, what works, and what do they think about what we found from the research in an effort to identify what a potential research project might be. Um, We're doing the same thing, looking at the overlap between the opioid use and violence against women and the overlap there. Um, We have another project that's looking at a secondary data set on stalking um, and the the interaction with law enforcement, as well as a project that is evaluating youth who live on the street and uh, their interactions with law enforcement and using some qualitative data that the Urban Institute collected on another project that was funded, um, but not done anything with and so we're looking at trying to to analyze that data to see what those experiences were like for those youth wow that is that's a lot of variety and i love all of those topics how how did you decide how to start i mean i'm sure you you just named uh, a handful of really fabulous compelling topics how did they rise to the top of what you'd look at first 
So some of what we did was first identify who some of these core faculty are. And so there's 13 of us around the country. Um, there's myself as well as my co-PI, Dr. Sarah McMahon from the center. We have Dr. Andy Peterson, who does um, as a community psychologist and looks at prevention science work. Um, he's also at Rutgers University. So from the Urban Institute, we had Janine Zweig um, and Meredith Dank and um, Yasmeen Irwin Erickson. Um, since then, a couple of them have left, including Meredith, but, but we're collaborating with Urban Institute. We have faculty from the Institute for Domestic Violence and Sexual Assault from the University of Texas in Austin. Um, we have a faculty member from the University of Puerto Rico. Um, we have a practitioner researcher from Safe Horizon, one of the largest victim service agency in the country, um, and who's housed in New York City. We have um, Rebecca Drecke, who used to work at the Stalking Resource Center um, and is now doing private consulting work, and she's part of our team. And so what happens is we bring all these experts together to identify what are some of the areas that we that need attention immediately. And so these topics came up. We then said, well, are there existing data sets or how do we tap into what's already there with instead of trying to do new projects? Mm-hmm. Um, because so often researchers collect all this data and produce a little bit of work from it, but there's so much information that we don't do anything with. And so it's important to try to do some more analysis to see how it can impact the field. Right. So speaking of all of this work where it feels like we've just barely touched the surface or we don't do enough with the findings, um, Katie, can you tell us what you're doing to help disseminate what we do know already and what the consortium will be learning? Sure. Um, So for me, my role is the dissemination coordinator for this project. And really what that means is I am responsible for um, assisting and coordinating the efforts around how we translate the work being done in the consortium to um, providers, the general public, just into formats that are more consumable and that can be shared more readily than sort of traditional academic routes. Like what we know of is, for the most part, faculty members um, and research agencies tend to use academic papers, um, even white papers, um, conference presentations that aren't always accessible to um, the people on the ground who are doing the direct service work. And so my role and then one of the main interests from NIJ and also the consortium was for us to focus on the dissemination of the work being done. And so for me, I work with the faculty members as they are producing work related to the um, topic of the consortium, but also the projects that come out, the ones that Judy mentioned, the long, wonderful list of all these diverse um, things that are happening, um, and working with them to make sure that there's a dissemination component within those projects that we can actualize, things like podcasts or things like infographics and just maybe social media campaigns, news outlets, just anything that we can do that's going to broaden the impact and broaden the reach of the work that's being done. Thank you, Katie. It sounds like you're doing a lot to to disseminate the results of this project and other findings out to practitioners. Judy, how else is the consortium working with practitioners and bringing their voices into your work? So we do have a few core faculty members who are also practitioners. Um, We have Amanda Siliano who works at Safe Horizon. We have Rebecca Drecke who does um, a lot of, has an expertise in stalking and used to work for the Stalking Resource Center. 
Um, so while we're creating these new topical groups, um, before we relied on the groups being composed of core faculty members, and now we're expanding that to include other researchers as well as practitioners from the field to help um, generate uh, ideas of projects that need to be done and or what, the, what are the gaps, what do we know, what do we not know. Um, a lot of our projects and all of our projects not only tie into the dissemination of getting the information out to the practitioners in a way that's manageable and understandable and usable, um, but also that we are um, committed that our research, we're choosing projects that are going to make a difference. We're not choosing projects just for the sake of, well, it's interesting to know this. Mm -hmm. It's we want to make, we want to do projects that we can actually make a difference. And so this has been the commitment of myself um, as a former practitioner who went in, back into academia and started the center is to make sure that whatever we do, that it isn't just us doing it because we think we know better. And so even some of the projects, like for example, the, the, the overlap of violence against women and opioid use, um, that while academics might be doing the work of collecting and synthesizing the research, they're going to be asking practitioners for their thoughts and experiences and understanding um, and what do we need to do and how do we, what do they know and what, do, what are we missing from the literature and what research still needs to happen. So, so every project has at some point or fashion some involvement with a practitioner. And I think also um, we have one of our working groups is the um, implementation science working group. So we're trying to make sure that we're focusing in part on how do we think about these issues from that standpoint, really from trying to, from the start of a project to the end, focusing on how it is implemented, um, brought to a community, how it is, its longevity, that fidelity, um, and how, that, how we're having those conversations to make sure that to your point to your question, we are engaging with the community and actually ensuring that it goes beyond just the conversations we're having and actually into the community. So along with the great work that's coming out of these working groups to identify these key new areas and to pursue research, is there anything else you're excited about with the fact of and the day-to-day -day work of these working groups? I think just bringing together researchers. So often, especially as someone who works and has functioned in academia, we operate in silos. We've seen this in the victim field, right? That there's the domestic violence silo, the sexual assault silo, the child abuse silo. And so trying to transcend those silos. But we also see silos happening within institutions that researchers say, this is my research, this is what I'm doing, and not necessarily thinking of how do you collaborate and work with others. And so part of the consortium is bringing people together, knocking down those, those barriers, um, and having opportunities for researchers to realize, one, they're not alone, Two, they can have a greater impact by working together. And three, they can have an even greater impact by including the, the voices of practitioners and survivors themselves. So I think that between all of that, I think it allows us to really expand and think differently about how we do research in the violence against women field. That is such an important component of the consortium's work. That's a, so great to hear. Let me step back a minute and ask both of you, what drew you to this work? Judy, let's start with you. <laughs> so I have an, I'm chuckling because I have an interesting journey. Um, it's one where I was working in the, with runaway and homeless youth um, in South Florida, which is where I'm from. And um, 
had was looking for a leadership opportunity and applied to become an executive director of domestic violence program. And I got the job without knowing anything about domestic violence. Wow. When was that? This was back in the, <laughs> a while. <laughs> this, was, this was in the mid-90s, right around the O.J. Simpson trial. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember learning a great going. I remember thinking, first of all, I need to do some reading on this. Second, I need to have a lot of conversations with the advocates who have been working at this particular agency for a long time. And I also needed to have conversations with victims and perpetrators. And I was fortunate that this program had both the perpetrator programs as well as the victim services, um, and that I was able to learn a great deal. Um, And while I was doing that work, I realized there was so much that we don't know. And I was drawn to going back to school to get my PhD to go into research, particularly in domestic violence, and then expanding to cross over the silos as I continued in my academic journey. Wow. And Katie, what about you? So I think uh, for me, I find a lot of joy and interest in that in that translation component. So the topical area is, of course, an interest of mine. I think it's hard for anyone to uh, live in the world and not have known or experienced some form of violence mm-hmm. or abuse. Um, and so I think, in a way, it, you know, it, it's an is- issue for pretty much all of us. But beyond that, I think that um, for me, the content of my job of really trying to mesh this world of research, which I really value and I'm really interested in, in terms of how we think about problems, how we address them, how we try to understand how to work on them. Um, And then also the trying to then bring that to groups that actually are interested in consuming that information or that actually might affect change. And so for me, I get to do that on a regular basis of really trying to bridge that gap. And I think that that is a big motivation for why I keep doing the work. Great. It's great to see two people who love their love their work yes. as much as you do and who seem to be such a great fit for this opportunity. Thank you. Now, we like to ask all of our guests, and I'll start with you, Judy, uh, what do you see as the future for this area of research and this form of collaboration? What do you see in five or ten years? I think five to ten years down the road, it would be, I would love to see a strong network of researchers who are working together who are working together, struggling over what needs to be done, what research is needed, how are we connecting with practitioners, how are we identifying the projects that need to happen. I think that the research itself um, needs to move more into testing of interventions through randomized control studies and trying to understand not only what is it that we're doing, but how effective is it, and to be able to announce it from the rooftops when it works. Um, and to then implement it accordingly, you know, ensuring that if it's working, then let's make it happen across the country. So I think that, you know, five to 10 years, having groups of people be able to work together, to brainstorm together, to identify what we need to do, to then, you know, articulate that vision and be able to have great research projects happen that will have an impact in the field, not just, again, knowledge for the sake of collecting knowledge but collecting knowledge and understanding in a way that influences and makes it a better world for everybody, whether it's helping policymakers understand that more funding is needed or that policies need to be reauthorized or redeveloped or revised or all the way to, you know, advocates who are working in the field to anybody who works and encounters survivors or perpetrators along the way 
thinking of it from a prevention and an intervention perspective. That's really a very inspiring vision. Katie, do you have anything to add? What do you think? I don't know how you could add to that. So pretty much all of those things. Um, World world domination. Right, and world domination, (laughs) obviously. Um, No, I mean, I think if I had to add something, it would be uh, about uh, continuing to normalize this next step of of, uh, data consumption around uh, digital learning, more interactive ways to bring information to people. I think that to me, even this podcast that you're doing, um, working toward working towards more uh, infographic learning, just things that I think reach people in a way that is more tailored to how they consume everything else. Right, we're a much more visual culture. We learn through all of these mediums that are no longer just written dialogue um, or even spoken dialogue. So so trying to continue to get that information out through these ways and sort of um, make it more accepted and recognized, because I think in part it's one thing for us to do it in a small way, but it's different when it's expected of, of academics and researchers and the field that we're trying to think about how we share this information more broadly, um, rather than it just being kind of a side note to the work that we're already doing. So to me, I think seeing that happen more readily um, would be the vision that I would have. So how can the people at home follow along with the work at the uh, Violence Against Women Consortium? Um, so we're housed, for the most part, under the Center on Violence Against Women and Children, and so we do share all of the information that we have and, and the work that we do on our Facebook page as well as our website, um, which we are, again, as you had mentioned, um, under the School of Social Work at Rutgers University, so our center website is housed there, and we have all of the information and any infographics or inf- things that we put out um, related Related to the consortium are located there. We are working toward having a separately branded standalone website for the consortium itself, so that it's still under construction. So it's not ready yet, but any information regarding that would be there, and that probably is the best way to find out about what we're doing. Right. Judy, any closing thoughts? Thinking of, in some ways, that the consortium can act as, you know, th- being the fortune tellers of where we're heading in the field. Uh, what, what do we need to do as far as intervention and prevention services? How do we use technology in a way that we've never thought of? How do we push the envelope as far as the existing services that we're doing? And is there a better way to do it? Is there a different way to do it? Is there an additional way to do it? And I don't know answers to this. And so I think that that's where research and practitioners can come together. Practitioners are rightfully so doing the work of meeting the needs then and there on the spot with survivors and with perpetrators. Um, But I think the researchers, by partnering with research, it can be on the cutting edge of let's test an an intervention. And I know that a lot of agencies are testing some new things and trying new things, whether it's yoga therapy or using meditation or they're pulling in from the PTSD literature or they're trying anything joining with an academic who can then test those kind of interventions and demonstrate, yes, it works, no, it doesn't, and then being able to and, you know, tell others about that. I think that's, that's the important thing is to be that cutting edge, to be the people that are thinking, thinking more broadly, differently, to be the next steps. Um, and to me, that's, that's where the consortium joining together as, as researchers, academics, survivors, 
the, and you know the corporations and everyone you know that has a stake in this because it does as we know violence affects everybody not just the families it affects everyone in society well this has been both informative and inspiring I want to thank you both for your time here today. Thank you so much. Thank you. We really look forward to watching the work of the consortium develop. Thank you. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tell Us About It. If there are research and practice experts you'd like us to interview or tools from the field you'd like us to discuss on this podcast, email us at podcast at victimresearch.org. Tell Us About It is a production of the Center for Victim Research, funded by the Office for Victims of Crimes Vision 21 Initiative through Cooperative Agreement Number 2016-XV-GXK006. The Office for Victims of Crime is part of the U.S. Department of Justice's Office of Justice Programs. However, the points of view and opinions discussed on this podcast are those of the host and expert contributors and do not necessarily represent the official position or policies of the U.S. Department of Justice.